Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping. And there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you. And it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Jerk and a queer? What the hell was that? Say that. Shit. She didn't say that. You just hear that. <laughs> I always hear it. Uh, that was Billy, who came to our Adelaide show. Yeah. That's right. We're back, baby. How does it feel? Uh, I'm still jet lagged, so I fell asleep last night at 2 p.m. and woke up at 9 p.m. You still call 2 p.m. night time. (laughs) (laughs) Then I had a breakfast at 10 p.m. Yeah. And I went to the park for... I'm living my... I'm not even jet lagged. I'm just still living my life on Australian time. Yeah, you ate Vegemite for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then at 4 a.m., I took (laughs) my midday nap. Bung fritz. (laughs) I had Devin. We learned a lot about Australia, you guys. We're changed. Trust me, Australian listeners are losing it right (laughs) now. I fucking love the Vegemite. I mean, like in Adelaide, they like Bung Fritz, and first they like Devin. <laughs> That's baloney for those of you uninformed idiots. You actually did like Vegemite. I did like Vegemite. Is I, it enough to actually buy Vegemite? I have it. I bought it. You bought Vegemite I in did, America? Uh, no, not in the, I bought it on the airport on the way out. Oh, really? Yeah. Vegemite, for those of you who don't know, it's not... I learned this in Australia, it's not like a type of food. It's it's like a marshmallow fluff. Like it's it's created only by one brand, Kraft. Right. It makes not, this one product like called Vegemite. Where you can get like Hellman's or yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what the other. Right. Are. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just this product that Kraft makes called Vegemite that is uh, beloved in Australia and hated everywhere else. Yeah. We tried it. Not very good. <laughs> and I thought I was, I liked it. You're supposed to, I guess, put it on very, very little, like a flavoring with a lot of butter, which I guess would make anything palatable. Still not that good for me. You didn't like Opa it. did not enjoy it. You don't have to call yourself Opa. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate it if you did. 
Uh, so this is a best of Australian episode. And we had the best time in Australia. Nice, dude. We did. Well, we should say that this is a Fire You and Advice podcast. Hosted by us. Right, Jake and Amir. Now, uh, we went to Australia. We did a whole tour of shows. Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Perth. Uh, but instead of releasing five episodes, uh, all from different live shows, we had the great idea to just make one best of. Yeah. A smattering of our best questions and answers from across the whole tour. Uh, this first clip is from our first show in Adelaide. Uh, people were very excited to, for us to be there because it's a smaller town. Yeah. So they were like, a lot of people come to Melbourne and Sydney, but they don't come to Adelaide. It was the smallest, the smallest town that we went to, I think. Yeah. It, it's smaller than Perth, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so this was our first show there. Uh, very exciting. Uh, that's where we met Billy, who did the opening theme song for this show. Uh, all right, let's oh, Don't get... forget about uh, Pippi Babcock, oh. <laughs> a.k.a. our young fan, Walter. Right. Well, well this is, the clip made us laugh a lot because of... I don't know if we should even give it away or what, but it's the name suggestion really got us this yeah. time. All right, let's listen to this Adelaide clip. We need another guy's name. Drive up. Tippy Babcock. Tradeless. Huh? Tippy Babcock. I don't want to call you out, sir, but how old are you? 14? 14 staring you dead in the eyes saying, <laughs> Bibby fucking Babcock. Motherfucker, you heard me. Now read the question, bitch. <laughs> All right, man. This guy has the confidence of a million-year-old. Well, only in Australia could a 14-year-old <laughs> kick the shit out of me. So Bibby. Babcock. And tell you what, when you're done reading, why don't you give me your phone? <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> All right, so Pippi Babcock. <laughs> Pippi Babcock writes. <laughs> it's so funny. Imagine this 14-year-old beating the shit out of you. <laughs> it's a black. Can I adopt you? You won me, sir. <laughs> He's 14. You're begging for his approval. <laughs> What's your name? You rule. Walter. Walter. Cool. When I was 14, I was a loser and a Jew. <laughs> now you're 32 and still both. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 32. <laughs> so I'm old about it. <laughs> I'm old of me to you with them. And so us. many. <laughs> All right. Pippi Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> Who is Pippi Babcock? <laughs> he said it so surely. You thought of it for months and months. <laughs> Do you, do you, did you know that you, you were going to say that when we asked for a name, Walter? Yeah, did you, you did. Did you say it, Walter, when he said Crandis? Were you yelling Pippi Babcock? You were. Did you think of it over two weeks ago? <laughs> over two weeks ago? Yeah, it's like a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. It's not much of a tongue twister. <laughs> 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 now your tongue's twisted. 
All right, Pippi Babcock writes, Part one. About eight months ago, I started seeing a girl from work. There was a lot of built-up tension, and we hit it off fast. We agreed to an open relationship as long as the other people we see are people we don't know or have to see, including a coworker's cousin who she fucked. It's great. We are both full-time workers at uni, so we haven't even been seeing each other or other people all that much. And in fact, she forbade me to see anyone, if that matters. I've met her family a few times, and she's met mine, and we hang out heaps. It's going great. Part two. I get Instagram for the first time. First of all, part one's not going great. (laughs) She had sex with someone and doesn't allow him to see anybody. Part two. Okay. I get Instagram for the first time. I had a few friends, including her, and look through her photos and find work guy's cousin has liked a few of her photos. No big deal, right? Nah. (laughs) I snoop further, click on him, and she's liked a bunch of his photos, but more notably, the topless ones. If your blood isn't boiling yet... It's not. If your blood isn't boiling yet, please note that this occurrence occurred whilst we have been seeing each other. She liked one topless photo in the same week. We were at a beach house introducing her to my friends and others, and she liked the same week I introduced her to my family. Part three. (laughs) What should I do? Should I broach the topic with her? Should I forget it? Should I escalate the relationship? Should I leave her? I have no clue what this means. (laughs) I am also new to Instagram, so maybe this callous, sultry behavior is fine. It doesn't seem fine. To be honest, he's probably slightly better looking than me, body, not face. But I know he can't talk to or treat girls the way I do, so I think it's just sexual slash emotional. (laughs) Still sucks, though. Thanks. Love, Pippi Babcock. (laughs) Great name for a great question. Sexual slash emotional? It's just the two things it can be, but it still hurts. So not but or still. What was the part where she forbade him from seeing anyone? It's called an open relationship that's only open one way. Sort of like a push-pull door type thing. Right, and it open, it's a revolving door that doesn't revolve in every direction. It's an escalator is what it is. Yeah. Oh no, the weed brownies are hitting us right now. Uh, so let's say you're dating someone and she likes a bunch of topless photos from a dude. Is that a red flag? Maybe. It's not great. Yeah, it's weird because I would say this guy's definitely overthinking it. But then also, 
He's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like sexy photos from the same girl? Like, wouldn't you be a little more discreet about that if you were if you had a crush on someone? Yeah, but I, you do that all the time. Like, you like a couple Instagram pictures, but you know which ones you're like really liking, right? Am I the only one that does that? Oh, like you like one and then you hide it by liking a few more. So that way it's like Jake liked four photos, not just one photo of a right. topless you like, lady. You like three innocuous photos and then one that's like, yo, I want you to know I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> liking photos is the most passive way, but still flirtatious way to get someone's little uh, attention. Someone's little attention. Yeah, huh? just like a little, you know, Facebook used to have a poke. <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. But Sure. <laughs> It's just like, a, oh, this person likes your photo, but maybe he likes a little bit more. So the fact that she's doing it to every single topless photo, would you bring it up if you were in a relationship and a girl did that? I don't know. Have I ever told the story about the guy that I saw, the, the Instagram fight I saw on the sidewalk? I think you told me, but I don't know if these people in Adelaide have ever heard it. I did? <laughs> Episode 59. Damn, that's fucking crazy. You remember what I said better than I remember what I said? Yeah, there's like three, 250 hours of our lives just cataloged for people to hear. Yeah, that's sort of like stream of consciousness for me. Who said they remember me saying that? Don't be afraid to speak up now, man. Are you the same girl that, whose boyfriend's not here? <laughs> She's just everything tonight. She's also Pippi Babcock. Uh, so, well, for everybody here besides you, I saw a couple having a fight on the street one time, and I only saw two lines of it, but the girl said to the guy, I want you to stop following her on Instagram. <laughs> and the guy said to her, I'm not going to do that. Wow. <laughs> Baller. And I just remember thinking, that's like their entire night is this now. <laughs> this... It's, Would you unfollow someone for someone? I don't... Probably. Because, like, as soon as you... Everybody's in the wrong there, right? If you ask someone to unfollow someone, you're kind of like, that's lame. Don't do that. Don't be that person. But then if you're the guy that's like, no way, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you just unfollow them? Why does everybody have... I think in a, in a working relationship, two people can't have strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be an ebb and a flow like yeah. sometimes I care sometimes you care most of the time I don't care sometimes you care and I don't care and whatever I don't know but like but so you're saying if two people care at the same time that's when fights happen yeah when two people care a lot at the same time that's a problem if somebody's blood is boiling in a relationship that's not good yeah and if two people's bloods are boiling that's even worse of course <laughs> Then we agree. I guess so. Is Wait, so what's boiling? the advice? What was the question? Uh, what should he do about this? Should he broach the topic? Should he escalate the relationship? <laughs> Why was that an option? <laughs> I think Doesn't I'll... does it sound like he escalated the relationship to the point he wanted? <laughs> I think I'll propose. <laughs> that ought to do it, right? Oh, if she's so engaged dumb. to me now... If you say something, then you ruin... Ah, oh, no. Yeah, you can't say anything. What he should do is like every photo as well. 
Oh. That's kind of a cool move. <laughs> a little heart for me, too. Yeah, my girl and me like your topless photos, brah. Are you gonna bring it up? Because it's sh fucking shameful to bring up Instagram shit IRL. But he what is this guy post, gonna do? What if he starts posting topless photos of himself as some sort of like kind of sadistic experiment? And only see? he likes it. Oh no. He likes it before his girl does. I don't think he can ever say anything. Ever. I think he can never say anything. Of course not. Especially. Here's, here's what I think. Okay. Firstly, you're wrong. <laughs> sure. He can bring it up, but only going forward. I don't think he can say, oh, I dug You would say to someone that you're dating, hey, I noticed you like something. Try that on me. I'm your girlfriend. And, All right. and we just had <laughs> not sex sex, but I just like blew you and it was ridiculously good. Huh? <laughs> 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 I thought that like, pit, like, huh? I just sucked your dick, bro. <laughs> Gay Kanye. <laughs> Gay Kanye? Yeah, Kanye West. So this is me on the phone looking at uh, the photos. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, you like this photo. What? You like this photo? What are you doing right now? I was looking at Instagram and I noticed that you like this photo of this shirtless guy. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you just blew me. <laughs> so you're a loser. Will you marry me? Or should I leave you? The answer in three weeks after I email to Jewish nerds. Pippi fucking Babcock. Say it, bitch. <laughs> oh, I miss Walter. I do. You ended up partying with Walter after I the show. I do follow right? him on Instagram. Do you? He hasn't updated, <laughs> but I'm following his ass on Instagram. I want to watch that kid grow up. <laughs> right in front of my very eyes. Uh, then after Adelaide, we went back to Melbourne, which is where we lived basically for the first four days, even before the tour. So this was our homecoming show. Yeah. It yeah. felt really good to be back. In yeah. Melbourne. Because we had spent the first three or four days there. Fitzroy ended up being my bitch, boy. Wow. You really think so? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> That's what you did tell everybody. Uh, to a thunderous boom. Yeah. Australia, uh, Melbourne itself was kind of like the coolest part of Australia. It was like the hipster, an like entire in city. York. Yeah, not even in New York, but like Williamsburg specifically. Right. It's like street art and meatball shops and whiskey bars and everybody has a cool haircut. Yeah. Like we went to a haircut cool. place, Streeter got his haircut, and every single person got a cool haircut. And like they, they didn't even like, say it. They were clearly like day, labor day laborers. Right. They it weren't like, like... They weren't the kind of... They weren't like... Uh, computer programmers are people you'd expect to have dumb yeah. looking cool haircuts it's these just guys everybody are just like is... train conductors mm -hmm. the, 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 their default is our coolest yeah so like in america we want to be the train conductors in melbourne exactly because they're like they're good with their hands and they have yeah. hair. <laughs> uh and the melbourne show was crazy because it was our first standing room only show we were used to like theaters where everybody's sitting down. Yeah. We get to Melbourne, they're like, no, there's no room for seats. Everybody's just densely packed. I think that's where I got the idea to stage dive. That, and you succeeded. <laughs> Not in this show. You succeeded Not... in jumping off the stage. <laughs> Everyone else failed you. It was sad because I think I, I think I failed because I was scared. And I was scared because I would fail. <laughs> 
So I'm like, I'm going to half do it. I'm going to jump and sort of sit down. Yeah. But you can't sit down on a stage Because you end up, then one person ends up bearing all of the yeah. weight of your ass. It's just legs. the legs and the ass. My back and my neck and my, my head were, were upright, so nobody could grab onto it. No, Melbourne is not to blame. Yeah. But uh, at least it made for a funnier video. Truth. Uh, all right. Let's get to this first Melbourne question and answer. Uh, all right. These are real emails that I'm going to read from real people. We need fake names to preserve their anonymity. If anybody has one, please don't be shy. Just scream it. Honestly, right now is perfect. This is great. The less I can hear you, the better. Keep it going. Absolutely. Loud Morka compliments. What? Conti? <laughs> so loud. Please, Cunty! Cunty! Use Cunty! Use Cunty! I'm begging you! He did it! He's using it! It's happening! It's now! My life is worthless at this point. The smoke machine actually is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you look cool with it. Me or just one does? <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> You were leaning towards me. <laughs> I was not. And I do appreciate it. Alright. Ta-da. Ta-da to all of you guys. Huh. Now. Cunty <laughs> writes. Hey guys, I'm a 21-year-old college student and I've been dating a 29-year-old woman for about a year. What's his name? Cunty. <laughs> They're both named Cunty. Things were going fucking amazing, but she hated her paralegal job and it drove her insane. So she ended up planning a trip to Europe and quitting her job. She went to Europe two months ago and just got back yesterday. Before she left, we talked about being in an open relationship while she was abroad. I thought that was fine and that I was being cool and open. But as soon as she left, I was getting sadly jealous. <laughs> I had nightmares. That she, I had nightmares that she would end up fucking two dudes on MDMA or something. So she got back yesterday and today we talked and guess what? That's exactly what fucking happened. She had a threesome with two beautiful fucking dudes and I, and I was not one of them. Of course. We didn't assume you were, Cunty. I love this girl more than anything, and I want the relationship to keep going, and it sounds like she had a good time, but I'm feeling really fucked up. My question for you, too, is... Just like, how the fuck do I stop thinking about this shit? Is there a trick to moving on? Is there a trick or a pill? <laughs> from info like this, I want to be cool with it, but I have an insane fear that I will never be able to satisfy her again. I feel like an old pile of shit. I feel impotent and sexually useless. Sorry this is such a sad email. Love, Cunty. He had a nightmare that came true. Did I will it into existence? Did I make the nightmare real today? Might I be a wizard of myself for that? Am I a warlock for this? 
also the relationship was going great, but she was miserable at work and it drove her crazy. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily great. She needed to take a vacation from Everything work. Everything was going perfect because she wasn't fucking two other guys that weren't me at the same time. Yeah, and guess what? It happened. Yeah. The problem is he, wa- he agreed to be in an open relationship, which he thought was really cool of him. But then he became sadly jealous, right. which is the worst kind of jealous. It also might be the only kind of yeah. jealous. He, could have, he was madly and sadly jealous. Yeah. And now, it came true. So how do you, is there a trick? Can, I can you do a cartwheel? <laughs> if what he can the mind eraser thing where yeah, you get a new that's history? Right. Uh, can maybe he can hit his head on the underside of a table really hard. That worked in television shows. Oh, to get amnesia for Exactly. If he had amnesia, this wouldn't be an issue. Maybe the two guys that fucked his girlfriend could fuck him so hard. Oh, that he would bump his head on a table. Yeah. Harder still, I still remember. (laughs) And now I need to forget this also. (laughs) We need two more guys forever. He also said that they were fucking beautiful. Uh, Yeah, which it sounds like he sort of invented on his own. Or maybe she's that big of a bag and she's like, I'm sorry, but they were fucking really, really hot. Like, really hot. I feel like he's just, like, in his own head. Like, they were beautiful, their dicks were super long, and they also lasted for hours. They were on MDMA, so they actually are still fucking her. (laughs) It's tantric sex, and it's still going on. How do I get it to stop? And how do I forget that it ever happened? Uh, Love is weird like that. It makes you care about shit that you wouldn't care about three months earlier. This guy just met this girl, and now, three months later, the idea of her fucking two guys just really breaks his heart. If only he didn't know her. If only he never loved and lost. This is beautiful. Keep going. For what is worse, (laughs) to know true love and have it slip away, or to never know true love at all, I would say... This man should kill himself. No! Oh, whoa. I lost myself. Again. Yet again. <laughs> In the poetry of it all. Uh, I think the only way to get over jealousy, hate, right. sadness, is time. In time, you will start to care less about the fact that two really hot dudes fucked your girlfriend. That's the longer version of time heals all wounds. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Is there any way to get over it quicker? Hmm. Can you force yourself not to care? Jack Daniel. Oh, drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> drink yourself. I often drink to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> you don't even remember how you got here. Who are you? <laughs> you were so smashed. We do a podcast? <laughs> how does that work? So what do you guys think? Time? Other than time? Someone just said roofies, which I <laughs> certainly solves nothing. Two girls should fuck him. Yeah. Two, oh, that's what he should pitch Two to Two girls her. should fuck him. That is so much easier said than done. <laughs> I Trust think me. it would be the easiest thing in the world for any girl to get railed out by as many guys as she feels like tonight. And for me as a dude, well, I could probably do it, but somebody else. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah! It's cut to me fucking those four dudes. (laughs) (laughs) They are ducks here. We're all ducks of ourselves. 
think Matt Damon has ever unsuccessfully stage dove? <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Probably, probably not. No, I don't think he's unsuccessfully People done anything. He's successful all the yeah. time. Yeah. What were you saying at a restaurant that... Um, Oh, yeah. Do you think Matt Damon has ever been in the group of people at a restaurant and he he orders and everybody else orders? And <laughs> mm-hmm. the waiter is like, okay, uh, thanks. And then he's like, oh, actually, actually yeah. can I, I do want a, a fries instead of salad. Salad, yeah. Change his like, order. Change his order at the last second. Sort no. of like shamefully in front of everybody. Definitely not. Damon's also the guy that's like, I'll order while you take your time. He's never the guy that's like, uh, I don't really know what I want, but why don't you order and then I'll I, figure. Can I go last? He's yeah. never said, can I go last? <laughs> yeah, in anything. Yeah. Actually, like someone else says, can I go last? And Damon says, no, actually, can I go last? Like, yeah. I have to go last. I'm when Matt like, Damon enters a pool, do you think he's hesitant? Do you uh, think he steps on the like side? He toes like, in. Yeah, he like puts his ankle in and goes, ah, wow, it's Ooh, colder than cold. I thought. Uh, it's fine, it's fine. And, and then like take like another step. On the steps. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's sort of, bo- he's on his tippy toes because he doesn't want right. to even go and calf then, like his kid jumps in. He's like, don't splash daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really cold. Come on, bud. No, he's never hesitant. Yeah. He's always the one that dives in head first. And then he comes out of the pool and he's yeah. just like, instead of, you don't <laughs> shiver in a towel. You no. just pat the shoulders, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> pat dry. the shoulders dry. He's dry. Rub down the legs mm-hmm. and you're like, good to go. I bet he has a nice taut he has a taut knot. Oh yeah, it's a when taut he ties knot. it around his, it ties around his hip. He walks to the lawn chair, and nothing. The towel yeah. doesn't slip off. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine Damon tying a towel to him and taking a couple steps, and it slides down? No way. And then he picks up the towel and puts it over his doesn't shoulder. Happen to a guy like Matt Damon. <laughs> and, when, and when he does put it over his shoulder, do you think it's ever asymmetrical? Like it's really long in the back, but only like a couple <laughs> oh, inches over the shoulder? No, no, it's no. Half half. That's absolutely half and half. It's half and half. It's Matt and Matt. It's perfect. It's Damon, and you're not. <laughs> but I am. I'm Matt Damon. Here's another clip from our Melbourne show. Osbert. Osbert? He's in Japan? Really? Yeah. Alright, okay. This one's for Osbert, who's in Japan and he loves us. Of course. Osbert writes So I have a girl who has been my best friend since I was 10. I'm 24, and so is she. She's been in a pretty serious relationship since college. The guy sucks, but she likes him, and that's all that's ever really mattered to me. Or at least I thought she liked him. So a few days ago, she invited me over to watch The Hangover because her boyfriend was back home and she wanted to hang out. I thought nothing of it. We always watch movies together, and I love The Hangover. All right. So I'll fast forward through the normal old movie watching routine until we reach the scene where Heather Graham's tit is out while she's breastfeeding. Yeah. My friend turns to me and asks if I thought it was hot. Not too weirded out. I said, no, not really. It lasted a second and she's breastfeeding. Then she rewinds to the frame where Heather Graham's tit is out and pauses the movie and asks why I don't think it's hot since she knows I love Heather Graham. At this point, I'm a little confused and say something dumb like, just because. (laughs) Then my friend laughs and she says that she thinks I'm lying. Then out of nowhere, she puts her hand on my crotch to feel if I have a boner. We're really close, but nothing like this has ever happened. (laughs) I wasn't really hard, but as you guys once said in an episode, it doesn't take much for a dick to get hard. I don't remember that part, but sure. 
All it needs is some attention and rubbing, which he was strangely getting. You know what I think he's thinking of? A gardening podcast he listened to? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, how do I grow turnips? And all they need is a little bit of attention and rubbing. He got that mixed with you. All right, anyway. Obviously, I got a boner, and she laughed and said, I knew you were lying. But she kept her hand there. Through my athletic shorts, she started sort of giving me a rub job. And I quickly realized that this was escalating extremely fast. I let it go on for a little longer, even to the point where she gave me a little head. <laughs> but I stopped her, but I stopped her because my thoughts were all over the place and my head felt like it might explode. Not talking about a cum explosion, he says. I love my best friend. She's one of the most gorgeous people I've ever met and probably one of the people I care the most about in the world, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't at least floored by this whole experience. I'm a mix of confused, scared, happy, concerned, maybe coy. <laughs> to be honest with you guys, I was hoping you might know. Any ideas on what I should do? Do you think everything is okay with her and her boyfriend? <laughs> I worry she might be going through a rough time and that this... This thing was her way of expressing something. I just want what's best for her, and if that means going for it and seeing if she wants to date, I'll happily do it. And that's not just for her sake, but if you guys think maybe she needs a friend more than whatever I was a few nights ago, I'll do that too. Thanks. Love Osgood in Japan. This guy wants to get peer pressured like you guys do to me. Osbert. Hmm? Thoughts? Yeah, this is like the best thing that's ever happened to a nerdy friend that had a crush on his best friend that had a boyfriend, right? Yeah, and she was hot according to him. Right. She also, I, you accidentally let her blow you? And he stopped because he was confused? Yeah. Confused that he might jizz everywhere. I'm serious. You no, guys. you're coming right now. Oh no! <laughs> Thinking about it. It, it is was, funny. We it's get kind of a hot story. Though. Yeah, we get stories about sex, and it just feels so anonymous. But the idea of a friend touching a friend's dick for the first time is so specifically arousing. It's like the athletic shorts aspect. Yeah. It's, really it's a real thin mesh. Dude, the mesh got me. I was like hooked. Yeah. Like, that's. Porn right there. <laughs> there should be a porn where it's just sort of sexual band. tension. Yeah. 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 What if God, God was one of us? Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, this guy clearly is so in love with his girl, and he's like, I'll do it if, she, if it's good for her. Do you think everything's okay with her and her boyfriend? She sucked my dick for a second. <laughs> she gave me a little head. And I don't the just tiniest mean... blowjob you ever did see. She kissed the tip. It was sort of a flick of the tongue. Look at the flick of the tongue. Look at the flick, flick of, of the, the tongue. tongue. Right on the tip of my urethra. Yeah, <laughs> just like a, like a wet. Yeah. Like that. And then yeah, I stopped her because I was confounded. Yeah. So many emotions. So this guy clearly loves this girl. This girl, a gorgeous friend who he's known for 14 years. She blew him a little for Christ's sakes. I think it's down to have a conversation. Also, Heather's with Graham 
like her breast was just on display this entire time. This is his fantasy, it basically. Really is. I love Heather Graham. It's her tit while my gorgeous hot friend who I've loved for 14 years is giving me a little head. Is everything coach with her and her boof? <laughs> just imagine drawing a smiley face on a marble. That's how little the head she gave me was. A pea. She gave me a pee-pee. I think he's right to have a conversation with her. And I think it should start with, um, so you blew me. And then, after Melbourne, we went to Sydney for the first time. We yeah. basically spent the first half of the trip in Melbourne and the second half in Sydney. Sydney These are like the big two cities. A magical, beautiful city on a, on a bay. A harbor like, of wow. itself. Uh, and our Sydney show was our biggest show. Maybe ever. I think it was. We were... The show had basically... They opened the doors at 7. The show, we were like about to go on at 8.30 or 9 or something, and they were still letting people in. Yeah. The line I, was huge. They said it was over 1,000 people, and they were also no seats. So it was like another densely packed rock star-esque crowd. Yeah. But it, instead of having them all the way up to the stage, it was that thing where there's like a barrier, because right. they're used to like having rock and roll concerts. Yeah, so there was like a... a Iron gate, gate being guarded by two security guards. Right. And then onto the stage walks these two guys like, who wants to hear a podcast? And the security guards are very confused. Well, people did get rowdy in that crowd. They did. There and some singing. Uh, oh, yes. This is the clip. I think this is the clip. You basically, we got a little too drunk during the show. Yeah. We learned about sculling. Mm-hmm. There was a chant. There was a drink. Sculling is basically chugging. Yeah. They, we, were, we were peer pressured. Right. We were pressured by our peers. We were, t- we were told that we were piss pots <laughs> and <laughs> bastards. We went through. <laughs> it's all it's all in the clip. But just know that at the end of the like if Jake, what would you say you were at drunken wise at the start of the clip and then at the end? Uh man, by the I probably was a five in the beginning, mm-hmm. just casual. Then I went I when I, after I sculled I quickly went to an eight <laughs> or a nine. And there's no looking back no, after that. There was not. Uh all right, let's get to the Sydney question and answer. Uh the first question is from a guy, but we'll use Ingrid when we need a lady's name. Does anybody have a guy's name we could use? Sandwich writes, God, you made me hold the mic stand for a long time. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Come on, boy, think. You also, you seized the mic like you had something to say. Watch this, said his brain, and then it went to sleep. You guys are great. Sandwich writes, Hello, Jake and Amir. I am a Casanova from Canada who's traveled to London, Paris, and Berlin in the past two weeks. And here's a problem. The girls here are so fucking hot. They're literally all over a seven. 
My girlfriend. <laughs> My girlfriend is around an eight. I have a girlfriend who I really liked before this trip. But now, since I've been around Europe and I've seen the girls there, I want to move and fuck shit up on the reg. And here's, here's the thing that's the problem. I bought her a purse that was $450 from Paris, but now I'm not sure I want to give it to her. What should I do? Love Sandwich. Let's give it up for Sandwich. I'm not sure Sandwich knows what the problem is. He the problem the, is there's the, too many hot chicks. No, the problem is that, he, well, he says the problem is that he bought her an expensive purse. That's right. That's not the issue, correct? What's the issue according to you? I think that he's an asshole. Why? He just, it's like he just found out there were other attractive girls in the, in the world. Had he not ever like seen a TV show or read a magazine or been anywhere where he saw someone was more attractive than what he ranked his girlfriend as an eight? Yeah, if he's never seen her a nine or a 10, shouldn't she have been the 10? Wouldn't that be the yeah. base? Doesn't mathematically he know, speaking, it doesn't speak add mathematically, up. I'd rather you didn't, especially not here, but he does know that the scale's between one and 10, correct? Absolutely. So if he's no, he knows everybody's an eight. He also thinks everyone being really hot is a seven. Yeah. I don't know if he gets math. This is only a real problem if you're like the hottest guy. Oh, right. So he's saying like, I can, I'm gonna I go can... to fucking Paris and fuck shit up, but yeah. like, we're not totally positive you can. Yeah. What if you cannot fuck shit up? There's a very real possibility that, what was his name, Sandwich? That's right. <laughs> Sandwich gets to Paris and he's like, hey, I got 450 to blow on purses for all y'all. And they're just like, we're good and then he doesn't get to fuck anybody. So like, go with the eight. <laughs> Eight's pretty great. Didn't he say, I really, I really liked my girlfriend until I found out about yeah. other, until I found out about other women, I really liked her. <laughs> yeah, when she was literally the only woman on earth, I, would, I was down to hang out with her. But now that I've met other women. At the very least, I wouldn't give her an expensive purse. He's already bought the purse. I'm saying he's sort of an investment for somebody else down the line. So he should get rid of his lady and give the purse to somebody else? I think if he's no longer attracted to his lady, which it sounds like he is not, and that's... He sort of got there in a pretty douchey way, but it's still an honest opinion that he has. So he does have to break up with his girlfriend, keep the purse, there's no reason to give it to her. He's in Paris, he can wear the purse. <laughs> In French people promise. Encourage you to put on the purse. Yeah, it's France of all places. Enjoy the purse. That's a male purse. I know. So you say what? Break up with your girlfriend. Uh, hang on to the purse. <laughs> That's your advice always. <laughs> Break up with your girlfriend and buy a purse. I would. I would add hand. It's nice that there's sort of like an echo whenever I say it. So like, let's try it. So loud. God, it comes right back. <laughs> it's like they're all saying it into a microphone too. Yeah, but their microphone is the other people here. Poetic. It's not, but thank you. Well, this is something that's come up on the show before. It seems like you have, when you're in a relationship, 
I think Thomas said this, that it seems like you can have any other girl you want and the one thing holding you back is your current lady. And then you, you, you break up and then you're like, oh wait, I can't get these ladies just because it's, it's kind of difficult to do that. It wasn't because of right. her. It's being single doesn't mean that you can fuck anybody. And yeah. it's like, you know, morally speaking, you can. But other people have to want to fuck you. Yeah, that's, that's a huge part of it. Right. I would say that's almost as important as the part where you want to fuck them. If I would say it's more. <laughs> then we agree. We actually don't because we said different things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kind of wasted right now. You, oh, you did pick up your drink. And I'm sorry, but they desire that you skull it. <laughs> Uh, we learned about sculling the other day. What? I can't even understand what they're chanting. Was that a chant? Was that a song? It was a song? You guys have a song about sculling? <laughs> that was the national anthem. Wait, what's a, wait, wait, will you guys sing the sculling song one more time? to a footy match so I'm sort of into that shit now oh what the fuck happened there <laughs> that was the coolest thing you've ever done <laughs> you chugged in front of a thousand people then you dropped you hit it really square <laughs> that was the most impressive athletic thing I've ever seen you do <laughs> and then the most impressive acting job was him acting like that wasn't a small miracle that he kicked it so well. Like that was status quo. Then you sit down on a stool, the coolest type of chair, and you stare back at the crowd. My God, man. Can I blow you? <laughs> if I blew him, who would get up and leave? Some of you would probably have to, right? What a weird thing that would be. How was the show? It was good. Oh, Amir Blue Jake. Yeah. He kicked a cup so well that he got blown. It was awesome. <laughs> God. Is there a song about sipping whiskey? I'd like to hear that song. Sip the whiskey, sip it. Well, there is. This is the most supportive crowd. They'll chant even in moderation. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. 
Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay, that's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community yeah. to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, Feels. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win it doesn't matter who's who's yeah that that part doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah yeah just go to helix sleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing it. Just take that two-minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes, yeah. and that's part of the issue, okay? Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now, right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if i were you for up to two hundred dollars off damn thank you helix uh the sydney show is the 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 successful stage dive yeah that's the one where i i it was a little tentative less fun to watch but more fun to do exactly the fail videos are better Mm -hmm. but the successful videos feel right i learned basically from my mistake with the melbourne show uh sydney felt like uh, the big closer because it was so big and we went out after and got crazy town yeah and then we just had two more shows after we had to keep going is this the wait in that clip do i did i stage dive too that was when i trust falled oh no that was later on in the show oh so that didn't is did that not make the cut yeah no well this is this was earlier on the show make the cut huh (laughs) yeah it was the i didn't use that we didn't use that question answer that was the funniest clip I'm sorry. Oh, but we should say that we did get videographers to come with us to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. So maybe you'll maybe you'll see it. Our boys, Basil and Dylan. Yeah. Baz, Dill. They they took video of us before, during and after the show to make a cool 
mini featurette documentary type thing about the shows. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, then after Sydney, we're off to do more shows, including the one in Perth, which is insanely, I guess, the second most remote city in the world. Yes. It's like America. If America was just Boston, New York, D.C., and then on the other side of the country was Los Angeles. Right. And in the middle is just a blank. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah, the outback. Right. Oh, yeah. A brush, a bush that'll kill you. Mm -hmm. A snake that will kill you. Right. Basically different things that will kill you. It's the bush and then the outback? What's that? It's so empty that they have like two names for their nothing in the middle of it. Oh, really? I didn't it's even like, know that. Yeah, you walk, when you go, you're in the city, then you're in, I think it's the bush, not the brush, it's the bush. That's like another layer. Yeah, that's like nature just around the cities, mm-hmm. and then you get into <clears throat> the outback. That's the real, that, that's, that's where the you'll, real shit. that's where you die. Well, you can die a lot in the, in the bush, too. You almost died in Perth, actually. Actually, I did die in <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> I was born again. Uh, Perth shows were extra exciting because I guess not a lot of people come to Perth. So we're excited to be there. Uh, This is, uh, oh yeah, from our last show. Uh, Here's another question and answer from our live show in Perth, Australia. Crandis writes, oh shit, this is a girl. Crandis is sort of a, it's it's a pretty ambiguous name, you guys. Crandis works as a woman. All right, Crandis an androgynous woman writes, Hey guys, I'm a chemical engineer at an Ivy League university, so I have access to some pretty nice plastics and silicons. Don't worry, it gets better. There is this thing I do to seem really cool, sexy, and spontaneous where I will invite a guy I'm dating to the lab just to show him what I do and where I work, but really, we just end up having sex. Yeah. Usually after this, to make myself and science seem even cooler, I'll create a mold of his dick, which I then use to make an exact silicone replica. Essentially, I end up with a high-quality dildo made from a silicone formula I created myself. And then even after we break up, I still keep them. Huh? Confused, Kanye? My current boyfriend found a couple boxes of the old dildos <laughs> and was furious. He was mad that my bringing him to the lab trick had been used on other guys and he said that using any of the dildos I made was essentially cheating on him. <laughs> he also said that if there was any hope for our relationship, I needed to get rid of them. I love him, and I'll stop using them, but I don't care, but I can't bear to part with them. They are really nice, and a lot of, and a lot of work went into making each one. I need your advice. Should I just deal with the agony of tossing them? No. What if I just put them into storage and say I got rid of them? Do you think what I did was cheating? Thanks, love, Crandis. Let's get it up for Crandis. I guess first things first, do you think using a dildo of a replica of your ex-boyfriend's dick is cheating? I feel like people throw the word cheating around. It's what, you, what he wants to say is it's uh, really hard for me to deal with. Yeah, and he likes to say cheating because nobody likes a cheater. Right, like, I don't want to be a cheater, but, like, what he's really saying is, like, I'm sort of a coward here, and all those dildos looked pretty big, to yeah. be honest with you. 
whose dick was that? <laughs> Can I just meet the guy whose dildo made that dick? And what did the rest of him look like? Yeah. Oh, he was tall and handsome. Michelangelo's right. David. Also a couple boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What a cool move she has. I bring them to the lab, fuck them, and make a dildo of them. Yeah, it really, it almost does make science cool. <laughs> That's the closest you'll get. Definitely not actually cool. So what do you think, that, what do you think about this girl? Do you feel bad for her? Do you think she's actually violating her boyfriend's trust? Of course not, but I also feel like this is the difference between like girls cheating and guys cheating. Like guys, they like actually cheat. Yeah. Girl, she is just like, has a fake penis of somebody else, and he doesn't even know that she uses them. She just has them, and he says, this is cheating. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. It's not cheating. It's just having a dildo. Right. How many fleshlights do you have made of their, the vaginas of your old conquests? I actually have a fleshlight that looks exactly like Crandis. Really? You just gut it down the middle, oh. turn it inside out from spine to front, and have at it like a Tim Tam, like you're drinking milk through a Tim Tam. <laughs> sort of an Adelaide thing. What? <laughs> Those crab fuckers? <laughs> Those yabby wankers? Yabby? I'm not 100% sure this little guy likes being in the spotlight. Are you getting warm, Crandis? <laughs> Kill me! Oh, we will. Uh... Should she stand her ground? Should she stand firm and say, I'm not getting rid of this box of dildos? I would lie. I mean, that's pretty innocuous. It's fine to lie about It's a this. good white lie. Yeah, just to say, hey, I, why is it so painful to get rid of the dildos? I think it's like, because it's, it's nostalgia. It's like, look at all these times I did this cool thing. It's a souvenir of a woe-begone era. I feel like putting the things into storage is practice getting rid of them. Because how often do you ever go to a storage thing <laughs> right. and like sift through your old dildos? Yeah, you might as well just Why throw don't you just away. put them into storage for a year and if your boyfriend says, did you get rid of them? You say, of course I got rid of them. And then in a year, if you haven't even looked at them, then you can get rid of them. That's a good idea. That's like what you do with digital storage. Like, oh, I'm going to put all my pictures on an external hard drive. Right, and then you just don't ever. Why would you look at yeah, them? Yeah, and then one day you lose the hard drive and you're like, that's okay. Okay, I never ever looked at it anyway. Oh, no, I was a little sad to lose a hard drive. That's a nice. Yeah, especially if it was in the shape of a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your whiskey, buddy. What? Your whiskey's been on the ground since the goddamn beginning. It's the, you don't even know where it is. Scott, <laughs> no, 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 no. I vomited this morning. <laughs> That's correct. But still. Uh, all right, you talk while I get it. Oh, um. Good job, bro. Thank you. Uh, her other question was, oh, should she get rid of the dildo? No. Is it cheating? No. Oh, yeah, of course it's not cheating. Does anyone here think it's cheating? <laughs> oh, wait. If she, you think it's cheating if she uses a dildo? Do you think it's cheating if a guy looks at porn? You don't? You're, a, you're an anti-feminist. <laughs> you're a masculist. Wait, you're saying it is cheating if you use a dildo of an ex-boyfriend. Because so, it's related to the feelings you have? What if your ex just had a sick dick? <laughs> yeah, did you keep in mind that it's possible the ex just had a sick dick? Also, keep in, this would 100% not be a problem if he discovered the box of dildos and everyone had a smaller dick than him. 
What this email said was, and they were all better than my dick. Yeah. Because if they were, if, if I found this, if, if my theoretical girlfriend, who I'll never have, has a box of dildos, and I found them, and my dick was better, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Keep all of those dildos as a reminder of whose dick is the best. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if you make a necklace of your dildos. <laughs> if you found, if you were dating someone and she's like, oh, I have a trophy of every guy I fucked and it's in the shape of their dick. Would you be like, that's fine, I'm cool with it. And she's like, oh, sometimes I'll fuck myself with them. With the trophy dicks. Would you say that's okay too? Or would you also want her to get rid of them? Well, I can, both is the answer. I'm 100% not okay with it and 100% in the wrong when I say it. When you say what? When I say don't, you can't look or touch the dildos that you made of your exes. Oh, so you're, you're not yeah, okay. Anyone can also. do whatever the fuck they want. All I'm allowed to say is that it really, really bothers me. And then you make the, that's, but that's a broader thing. It's like you never tell someone what to do. You just say that it bothers you and hope that they arrive at their own conclusion, which is to throw the dildos away. Not to throw them away, but to lie about their existence. So that's everyone's the lying to each other. Humanity. I say, hey, this makes me feel shitty. And she says, oh, well, then you don't even have to think about it anymore. And then she's hiding it. I would, I would like her to show up at a storage or a friend's house with a box of dildos. Not just a them. box, but several boxes yeah. of prized dildos. <laughs> Can we bury these? <laughs> oh, the hole will have to be much bigger. Yeah. And then or she, I have many dildos. And then she hears it, like the telltale heart. <laughs> yeah. That's vibrators. Dildos are different. Thank you, everybody. Then that was it. That was that was basically the la end of our tour. Then we had to take a ninety, I think a ninety-one hour flight back to. Yeah, it was roughly ninety. It was hours. five hours to Sydney and then ninety-one home. Mm -hmm. I ended up taking oh, that yeah. Ambien, you know. You actually are still on mm -hmm. the Ambien. <laughs> this is a dream. <laughs> That's right. I am rolling, rolling hard. I was Holy afraid face. to take. I was afraid to take it, and then I decided to say, "Fuck it." I'm going to throw caution to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm not going to let some silly side effects scare me. You actually said to your dad, I mm -hmm. don't think I'm going to take the Ambien. <laughs> and he said, it's fine. You should take yeah, it. Yeah. He slapped me in the face. <laughs> he, called me a boy? he called me a little pussy boy. <laughs> You're no son of mine. Uh, happy Father's Day. By the way. Yeah. Happy Father's real. Day. That's true, man. That's, that's, that's true, man. Thank the Ambien really did work. Yes. Yeah, I, I was asleep sitting upright drugs. for nine for nine hours. Yeah. Obviously, you need a prescription, so good luck getting it. But yeah. uh, I I got it because of my <clears throat> I, I mm, glaucoma. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Absolutely dangerous one. Uh, all right, that's it. That's our our best questions and answers from the Australia tour. What and, an amazing uh, adventure! We really did have a great time. Shout out to uh, Shrimpy. Oh shit! Our tour guide. Yeah. Not tour guide, tour manager. Tour manager. Who brought us around. Could not have done it without him. Yeah, and the free shit men that opened up for us in every single city. Got tattoos of our faces on <laughs> our bodies. <laughs> and every single fan that came out to the show who made it worthwhile for us to come back hopefully soon. Yeah, we're definitely <clears throat> going to go back to Australia. I think though it's summer though. Yeah. That's what I want to feel the heat. Yeah, me too. I want to I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah. I want to dance with, with somebody. somebody. <laughs> With somebody who loves Matt me. Damon. <laughs> uh, thank you again to everybody who came out. Thanks you to Billy specifically who wrote us the opening theme song and the closing theme song. Wow. A different theme song, both from Billy from Adelaide, Australia. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own theme songs, your own Facebook 
thumbnail submissions, please send them all to if I were you show at gmail.com. Back next week with a good old-fashioned uh, podcast. No, none of this best of shit anymore. Yeah, what is this, clip show? <laughs> Classic. Nice. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Jake and Amir have a podcast show.